Welcome to the Divided Kingdom. I'm your host, Trevor Thompson, and I'm just going to tell you a little bit about how I'm going to be running this podcast. Um, I'm mainly going to be talking about my controversial opinions on everything Disney. What I hate, what I love, what other people love versus what they hate. Um, and I'm just going to start off by explaining to you guys kind of how I view a good movie. Now, first, you just got to be entertained. I mean, that's just a given with any movie. You try to watch it, you can't get your head wrapped around what's going on. You get frustrated not knowing what's happening or it's taking too long to get to a certain point in the movie. It's just not a good time. Nobody likes those types of movies. So my first and foremost rule is how long can I watch this movie before I get turned off? Or even if I get turned off. My second is relatability. You know, how am I affected by this movie? You know, I can watch Mulan as a straight white guy in North America. And I still find something I relate to in the animated version of Mulan. I can watch it and know that for me, it's all about how no matter what, is happening in your life as long as you put your head down get to work you can belong anywhere do anything you try I don't have to be an Asian girl to understand it I can watch a bolt and know that coming to grips with the world that's around me you know what I'm capable of doing sometimes doesn't matter and you just gotta find a way to live in that world and make it worth living for yourself I feel like that's something beautiful and bold. I can watch Treasure Planet and have nothing that looks relatable to me and understand it's the same way kind of as Bolt and Mulan where you just have to put in the work, believe in yourself, and you can accomplish anything no matter where you're at in life, whether you're swabbing the poop deck. Um... I guess that kind of lets me move on to my longevity quotient, I guess I'll call it. (laughs) It's, yeah, it was good. Yeah, I related to it. But is it good later? Can I relate to it later in life? You know, do I watch it now, get something new out of it with my new perspective as an adult, not understanding before, you know, these underlying tones of the movie? Is there something I can watch without getting a headache? I cannot watch Monsters, Inc. anymore as an adult without getting a crazy headache at the end of the movie. I don't know what it is. All I know is that I can never watch Monsters, Inc. again because I don't want to live with a migraine the rest of the day. No, I can watch Brother Bear. I'm going to be honest. I watch Brother Bear once a month. In fact, it is going to be episode two of this podcast is my review of Brother Bear. I can watch both versions of Beauty and the Beast, and they both entertain me and remain relatable throughout my entire life. Aladdin, again, both versions of the movie. I can watch. I find something in it. For me, I am entertained. I love it. Um, and as you can probably tell so far, my rating system is purely subjective you know i don't give each of these uh quotients i'll call them 
a rating, add them up, make it something uh, real, or not real, uh, give it a hard to find a number that way, I'm still going to give it a number, it's easy to understand, but uh, I'm not doing any fancy math, it is purely and utterly subjective. Uh, I know I, I know a lot of people that uh, give me some crap because I think of movies that way, but I feel like even with those three, you know, they hit differently with a lot of movies, you know. I can watch one movie and just be purely entertained and not be related to it, not wanting to watch it again, but I can still give it, you know, a good rating to myself because I found it that entertaining. Or movies so relatable, but only in that time period of my life, that I can give it a good rating. Sure, it will be harmed because it doesn't work up the other two uh, systems I have. But that one was so important to me at the time that I watched that movie that it works. It elevates that aspect more than the rest of them and improves its rating overall. Um, I do give them out of 50, so just to kind of give you a little synopsis of how I'm going to be rating these movies and how I'm going to interact with you guys, I'm going to do a very fast version of a review, and so that I have all the opportunity later for any Disney movie I want, I'm going to review a non-Disney movie. It's a Sony Pictures movie, A Knight's Tale, starring Heath Ledger. Um, I find it, to me, to be a movie that hits all three topics perfectly, you know. Um, spoiler alert, I don't give it a perfect 50. Um, obviously, I think there is no perfect movie, except one, and I'll get into that one later. Uh, but to me, there almost is no perfect movie. I don't think I'm going to give out a lot of 50s. I think there's always going to be those tiny nitpicks that I can always hit that will hurt a score. Um, so a quick synopsis of A Knight's Tale. You have William Thatcher, a squire who is squiring for a lowly knight. Uh, that knight dies of old age, and he has two other squires with him. Um, for them to be able to eat that week, they have to win that tournament, get the prize. So William takes his place. He's been, uh, according to him, practicing with said knight. Um, so they take off the armor, give it to Will, have him joust. All he has to do is not fall off his horse. So he doesn't have to be good. He just has to have a strong grip on that horse. And... He gets hit right in the face, stays on the horse, they win, and it gives Will a realization that a lesson he learned from his father, to chase your stars, can be real. He was a lowly squire, peasant, he's wearing basically a potato sack, and he just finished a tournament as a knight and won for his fellow squires. So... That leads him to believe that they can do it. That Will can become a knight. That they can change their lives. And so they do it. They 
find somebody along the way who can forge the necessary documents for him to participate in the tournaments. And he starts off. They go for it. He starts winning tournaments left and right. He develops his rival, finds his love. And I know I'm going through it real fast. But in the end, he stuck to his morals throughout the movie. And that helped him get out of a bind. Um, purposefully not giving away too much because I feel like everybody should go and watch this movie. I feel like it's been underwatched. And I promise in the future I will be more detailed in my synopses. But he ends up out of his mind, gets to live his life because he put in the work, stuck to his guns, and became what he always wanted, a knight. Um, and this movie really affected me growing up. And I feel like it could affect a lot of people from my generation. As my generation, as this is just from me talking with everyone I know, it's we were always told, you can do anything. You know, you can put your mind to it. You can be anything you want. And that left us really, really directionless. I know with my brothers that... They just kind of hit their 20s and were expected to live life, and they had no idea where they were going to go. Nothing prepared them for it. They were always told, you can do it. And same with me. I kind of got lucky in my situation that I'm at now. And the movie before for me as a kid, it was just entertaining. It was awesome. You know, you got to see basically real jousting. You had really good acting, so I could immerse myself in it a little bit. And that's pretty much what the movie was to me. So it kept me watching it. And as I got older, I saw those themes that they were throwing right at your face that just blow over you as a kid of follow your feet, chase your stars, and change your stars, should I say. And it made me realize, you know, kind of in my late teens when I watched it again after taking a little hiatus, that you just need to pick something. You need something to put your mind to and follow it and I think that's kind of just an amazing message that you can do anything but you have to pick that anything you know I, I thought it was awesome and like I said before I've been watching it since I was a kid this movie came out in the early 2000s I have watched it at least once a year since then I've tried to make it uh, like watch it once at least two every two months because it's just that good of a movie try to get anyone I can to watch it with me. It's just, I love it. Um, I'm entertained every time I watch it. The action and jousting, the acting still get me. Just because I'm older doesn't mean that I nitpick the acting and uh, the realities of jousting, you know. As a kid, though, that opening Queen song, We Will Rock You, bothered the hell out of me. I don't know why. I think I just wanted the movie to be accurate medieval times and as I got older I realized the movie wasn't that at all but uh great song great song fits the movie perfectly and overall I give that movie a 45 out of 50 and I believe that's controversial mainly for the reason nobody knows the movie people think it's got to be critically acclaimed everybody's got to talk about it and that's when you can give a movie high ratings if it doesn't get that popularity, it doesn't deserve a high rating. But I believe it is a near-perfect movie for what it wants to be and the messages it tries to portray that I give it a 
45 out of 50. Um, I thank you guys. Thanks for coming to the Divided Kingdom. And I will see you in episode two.